There is an unsettling smell in the air. The smell is crime. Is there a hero that can come to our call? This week, we have the pleasure of welcoming Peterborough's first real-life superhero, Bone Fist. So grab your cape and cowl because you're listening to a Kind of Garbage podcast special interview edition. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the podcast. I'm Adam Bishop, and as always, I'm joined today by... Cody Andrews. Today, we are welcomed by Peterborough's first real-life superhero, Bone Fist. We want to thank you for taking the time to join us on this special episode of the A Kind of Garbage podcast. Hey, uh, no problem. You know, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be a part of this. I think we're more excited. <laughs> I've been super pumped. Uh, tell my friends, like, hey, do you want to know a secret? Bonefist is coming on the podcast. They're like, shut up. I'm like, no, seriously. So, like, I'm super pumped. I know, Cody, you're pretty pumped as well, right? Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. That's awesome to uh, know there's a lot of people out there supporting what I do. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The way that I found out about you is my friend Russell actually, I think he linked me your Instagram page. And right there, I was hooked. I went to your YouTube page. I watched your videos. I saw you patrolling and I saw you doing your builds of armors and um, the weapons yeah. as well. And I, I thought it was super cool and interesting. And yeah, I just wanted to, we wanted to get you on here, talk. Yeah, well, it's, it's my pleasure, man. I'm excited. We want to start by asking if you would be able to tell us a little about yourself before we dive into the interview. Oh, well, like you said, I'm Bonefist, Peterborough's first real superhero. And I'm a, I'm a person who chooses to use my skills and knowledge to better my community while also wearing a armored suit. I patrol the streets as well and take on many other hero duties. I'm also kind of an inventor. I'm always working on new suits and armor, gadgets, like you were, like, like you were saying. Let's start off uh, with how Bonefist was born. What, what sparked the creation of the alter ego we know today? Did you have any inspiration that you modeled yourself after? Uh, well, my inspirations came a lot from you know bo- both nonfiction and fiction things, you know, like Kick-Ass and Iron Fist, comic book kind of stuff movies and then there's the the more real stuff the other real life superheroes you know like phoenix jones or dark guardian aftershock as well as others not to say i model myself after phoenix jones especially with the the stuff he kind of gets into but you know he did do some good things and was one of the originals yeah i I know um phoenix jones i think from what i've seen of him would just be the standard i guess standard video clips of i guess him using was it pepper spray on somebody, and then he got charged with assault? Yeah, he's he's been into a bunch of stuff. I know he, there was one where he fought some guy, he pepper sprayed a bunch of people, uh, and then he was in, into like some drug stuff lately. I think he was like selling drugs, which is not a good example for the RLSH. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's ventured into the territory of supervillain, yeah. really. <laughs> which is the gray area. It's almost yeah. out of a movie, <laughs> which is you wouldn't think it would kind of go like that. Someone turning, you know, like evil. What motivates you to be a real-life superhero? From upholding the good, seeking justice, to the thrill of adventure, what gives you the push? Uh, I'd say it's definitely a culmination of all those aspects. You know, it's a, it's a great feeling to help others out in your community. And also, being a real-life superhero gives me the opportunity to kind of build and test cool stuff. But inspiring people is a big part of it, you know, regardless if they choose to do what I do or even just help out strangers. It's uh, knowing that I've helped those events occur is what uh, pushes me to do this. One of the things that Adam showed me your YouTube channel, and then I showed some of my friends. And one of the things that got us watching more videos was the inventions. Like that's, that's my favorite part 
is seeing like the creative things you come up with. Yeah. So any, anytime you were posting, like, I think it's great. So anytime you'd post a new video, I would just be like, what is this guy going to think of next? Cause I just thought some of the inventions were so cool. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a big part of it too. I feel like a lot of people see the, the RLSH is like patrolling and stuff like that. But there's a lot that do a lot of in stuff and closed doors, making cool gadgets that even though they may not be able to bring them out are still just towards that cool idea of real life superheroes. Yeah, there was kind of a moment when we were watching one of your videos. I think it was in between two of them where you had made it was like a discus weapon. So it was like a Frisbee that you had pushed nails through. Yeah. And then you also had like it was like a like a high pressure water pistol that you were talking about putting like corrosives into. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, we were looking at each other being like, Oh no, please tell me he's not going to go out and use this. And then at the end of the video, you're like, I'm not going to use this. Like this is dangerous. Yeah. I, I try to express that point a lot that like there's, there's some stuff that you may be able to bring out that are cool kind of helpful gadgets, but then there's like actual weapons that, you know, you can maybe play around with inside, but don't bring out anywhere to use the best thing about making all these items is it's giving you more know-how in order to make stuff that you can take out with you. So you can make your armor, you can make things that protect you and still making items that will inflict damage upon other people that you're not bringing out. You're still getting that like general know-how and to be able to build bigger and better things that you can use. Exactly. What do you think of the crime in Peterborough? Was there an incident that made you feel the need to become Bonefist? There really wasn't a specific issue or incident that made me want to do this. It's more like a lot of kind of small issues that I've seen. And then just the big ideas of being a real life superhero, you know, from things like police response time. And then the the actual big ideas, like, you know, the the questions that kick-ass raises, like why haven't people tried to be real life superheroes? And what would the world look like if a lot of people did this and formed big groups with a like-minded goal to improve like the community and the world? I am I'm I'm honestly shocked that not more people have taken it upon themselves to jump into that. If I was younger, 100%, but like I'm I'm not old, but I feel like I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see it's understandable, you know, it's not it's not made for everyone, you know. And uh as long as you know you're you're doing your part, you know, that's what I try to get people to do. While you've been out patrolling even doing handouts, have you found yourself in like danger in the line of duty? Well, I feel like it's kind of a subjective question, but every time I go out, it could be dangerous. You know, wearing a suit, especially, and making myself kind of known as doing this could be slowly painting a target on me. But th- there are times that I've dealt with like angry or dangerous people, but I've never really considered myself in like serious danger. And I, I try to stay cautious and aware of my surroundings. Although, the people I fear the most are definitely the ones who are intoxicated. You know, they can be definitely crazy or erratic. Yeah, especially when somebody is like under the influence of something. Yeah. Their senses are different. If Even if you punch them, they might not feel and just shrug it off. Meanwhile, like someone who isn't under the influence, that would probably like shake them up a little bit. But these people like adrenaline's pumping and they, they could mess you up. And like, that's a scary thought. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're not thinking about like repercussions or anything. They're just... It could be anger or whatever. They pointed at something and that's what their target becomes. Have you uh, have you patrolled like downtown, like on a Saturday night or anything like I was going to say, yeah, I do do uh, some patrols downtown. I try not to go down there too much just because I'm kind of solo, at least at this point. I don't want to try and go into two dangerous situations by myself and get outnumbered or something bad happen, of course. 
yeah because i know just being like a peterborough resident and reading in the newspaper like i i'm aware of stabbings downtown and like fights and stuff so i just didn't know like especially yeah you operating solo like how close to that you would be comfortable getting uh yeah there's definitely some some situations that that could get scary like if someone pulls a knife on me or something crazy and like you know um by myself i'm gonna definitely try and run away or at least you know do my best to defend myself i'm not gonna yeah for sure not gonna charge into danger and you know I'm, I'm not invincible yeah for sure so we've seen the positive community work you've done in peterborough from doing patrols garbage cleanup to homeless handouts and even crime reporting how do you feel you've impacted the area and what results have you seen from it you know it's it's hard to tell i've been doing this for a while but in the last year i've started to have a set schedule for more patrolling and other RLSH stuff. So the, the impact I'm making is getting a bit bigger, I think, and more people know who I am and why I'm doing it. So in, in that sense, hopefully people will be more hesitant to be committing crimes because they, they might know I'm out there. I'm proud of pretty much everything I do. I think it takes a lot of courage and tenacity to be an out, outgoing RLSH. You're pretty active on social media, like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, showing your suit and gear and doing tutorial videos. What plans do you have in store for the future for these videos? Uh, I, I plan to start making a lot more patrol videos, try and get like a better setup going for that. So I can have some, some decent content in terms of that. instead of just me walking around. Uh, but I, I would also like to make maybe some RLSH news videos to kind of show what's going on in the community that way more more Peterborough citizens and possibly RLSH interested people can come and kind of use my channel as a, a hub for all that stuff. And, you know, everything from gear creation to the videos of me doing on-duty RLSH stuff. I know that whenever a YouTube video pops up, I, I obviously I click the little bell for you. So when I see a new video, I get, I get super pumped. I'm like, yes, I, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, to see more patrol videos is going to be great because I think, is there only one up currently? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's lots of tutorial videos, which are amazing as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, are you going to be patrolling in like the winter time still? Or is that something that like as, as Canadians, we know how cold it can get. How do you feel about going into that climate? Uh, usually I'm, I'm not too bad with the cold. You know, a big inspiration of mine is Wim Hof, if you've ever heard of him, the, uh, the Iceman. No, I haven't. Is he a um, real life superhero as well? Uh, not, not in the the same regards as like us, but he's kind of it's kind of out there a little bit. He's he's known as like a dude who runs like through the Arctic and stuff in like his underwear because he can like sustain the cold so well. And it's all it's like him kind of mental, you know, mental power. It's a it's a little out there, but you know, he's a he seems like a cool guy. Was he featured on Stanley's uh, superhero? Like, I think Stanley had a real life superhero show. I, I think so. Maybe I remember seeing maybe something like that on like the possibly sim similar on like the Discovery Channel that had a bunch of people that were you know super powered. Uh, and one of them was like electricity, a dude with like Tesla coils and stuff that he was shooting like electricity. Uh, I don't know if that's the the same though. It's been a while since I've watched those, but yeah, it's quite possible. So I want to focus a little bit on your suit, what it's comprised of, what the purpose of each component is, and what are some of the technical terms you use? Do you have custom names for any piece of your equipment? Well, I have a lot of uh, different suits that are, that are very modular. I, my outer layers are mostly aesthetic stuff, that I, and I usually keep the armor underneath. 
I make most of that armor from a lot of different materials, including like HDP, plastic, metals, even paper can be used as an effective armor. My utility belt is also very modular. It obviously contains the, the different stuff I use when I'm on patrol. And in most cases, I will just insert, you know, like bone before the name of whatever item, you know, like the bone shield or the bone pack for like my backpack, you know what I mean? Kind of like Batman. What kind of skills and abilities do you possess that help with your everyday real life superhero duties? What is your fitness regime? Well, I have a multitude of skills that pertain to RLS aging, some medical training, including CPR. I'm also kind of self-trained in crime intervention slash prevention, parkour, uh, as well as some self-defense. And I did get a yellow belt in Hapkido a little bit ago. I have, I have a lot of knowledge in areas in, in Peterborough, and I'm always picking up like new skills to, to help grow my RLSH, you know, range of abilities. Is there anything you'd like to pick up training in that you think would help you in the future? Uh, possibly just more like self-defense, actual like self-defense training from, you know, like a legitimate place, you know, and maybe j I'm trying to figure out more stuff in kind of how to uh, mold armor into different shapes, working with a, okay. a, a lot of different areas that I think could could help improve it. Yeah, you just um, you uploaded a video a little while ago showing you um, melting the plastic and then creating like armor pieces. You just um, posted, I believe it was like a hexagon printout that you said was very flexible and pretty sturdy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, that was it, it was a pretty cool design. I found that on a uh, Thingiverse. That's where you like there's there's a bunch of 3D printed files on there that people have made like themselves. And it, it's a pretty, pretty cool design. Like they're small enough pieces, but they're thick enough of like PLA. It's pretty impact resistant and pretty sturdy. And, you know, you can uh, set like the infill on a 3D printer. So it's it's a little bit sturdier and it, and it works pretty good. You kind of you like attach them with like elastics. So I got like these pretty thick elastics that go in behind them. And then that kind of creates the flexibility. And I'm hoping to use that for a lot of different things, like some some armor kind of hoods, pretty much anything I feel like you could make out of it. You maybe even make like a full suit out of that. So this year has been the roughest year by far. It's 2020. What have you seen change this year compared to the last few years? You have been an active real life superhero. I think that this year has been a very negatively impactful year on like the community and the world as a whole, from like all the problems with police to like the virus and everything in between. But I think like through all the, the turmoil, I think a lot of people are coming together and are trying to, to make the world a better place. And I think we're realizing a lot of problems that, that are happening around the world. And I think uh, we're, we're trying to move towards solving them, hopefully. As we're recording this, um, a couple, like I think one or two days has passed now for the U.S. elections. And just seeing how the vote turned out, it's disheartening to see that there's that many people that want to see the current president keep on going. Like it hurts so many people. Yeah. They're not helping. And yeah, that's we need people to look the other way, more to the left, like the far, far left. Mm. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I definitely agree that Donald Trump is definitely not not a good president. I don't I don't know how he first got elected and still continues to have people support him because he's definitely uh not not the right fit. Many real life superheroes are part of a group, be it online or in person. They have a tight knit community that supports one another. Have you been in contact with other real life superheroes? And if so, how's the support been? Yeah, I talk a lot with uh, other real life superheroes. Most are very happy to share their information or, you know, help in any way they can. 
And I think it's a pretty good community to learn different skills and knowledge about RLSHing in general. I, I'm happy to hear that you are in contact with other real life superheroes. And what I've seen online, even the comments on your YouTube page or on Instagram, like the supports there, people are always happy when you're posting. Other superheroes, uh, one of them did your artwork for your Instagram profile as well, which is super yeah. cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Do you know if there's any other real life superheroes operating in the city? And if there aren't any, uh, would you be open to more joining? Uh, I, I've been in contact with one other person that that kind of claims to be a, a Peterborough superhero, but I'm not 100% sure on their devotion to it or what what they uh, what kind of information they also want me to share about them. But uh, it seems like that they might be down to also patrolling and uh, doing some RLSH stuff in Peterborough. Have you got a rapport with that person that you are comfortable enough to meet them somewhere, like either in suit or not in suit? Because I don't know, like, unless you build that friendship with them online, and how can you be 100% certain that they're not just like an internet troll, someone who just wants to mess with you, which is probably the worst thing imaginable that could happen? That's why I kind of also want to make like my presence known a little bit is on like Instagram through videos to get give people as much of an in-depth idea into what I'm doing without giving who I am away, but still knowing that I'm out there doing positive things. And uh, if I'm trying to, if I was going to interact with like another Peterborough superhero or possibly someone wanting to help out, I'd probably one want to know that they're uh, 18 or older, just so it's not, you know, a, a weird thing and uh, make sure of course that they're try, try to go through some processes to figure out their uh, kind of de- their devotion level or not in terms of if I want to meet up with them, and of course, I'd do that in a safe place, not in like a dark alleyway and saying after some guys just like, hey, meet up, I feel like that'd be a, a little a little sketchy. I'd, I'd go through some processes to figure it out for sure. While you're on patrol, have you had any experiences that have stood out to you being positive or negative? Uh, I get a lot more positive responses from people than the negative. Like people always want to take pictures or talk about what I do, which is great. Uh, the, the negative ones kind of consist of people wanting to fight or maybe making comments like Halloween is until next month, you know what I mean? Or followed by Mm -hmm. profanities. The best ones are the people who, who know me before meeting me and, you know, I'm are surprised that I'm actually out there. Like, I think a lot of people have seen like my Instagram or YouTube videos in Peterborough, but they don't know that I'm actually out there and it kind of blows their mind that, that I'm actually out there patrolling. You know what I mean? It's one thing to say it, but then to actually do it. Yeah. I can imagine people wanting their picture with you. It just reminds me of, uh, movies such such as Kick-Ass or even Super, where uh, Rain Wilson and Ellen Page become superheroes. I don't know if you've seen uh, that one. That's one of my all-time favorite real-life superhero yeah, movies. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then, uh, what what is it, Bright Brightburn at the end? And then they they show that like that universe is kind of connected. What are your thoughts on the community policing movement, especially with all the talk this year of people looking to defund the police? I believe the, the the police and the justice system have made definitely a lot of mistakes and the way policing is being conducted has almost never been right in my opinion. Although although I do think that their place is right in some situations, I don't think that like defunding the police is the answer. I think the more solution is to kind of reinvent what the police should be about and how they do what they do. I know myself personally, I've never had a bad interaction with the police. Uh, with that said, like I'm a I'm a white man with orange hair and but yeah there's definitely a lot of injustices that happen obviously things definitely need to change maybe um in order to become a police officer you should have a bachelor's degree 
and you shouldn't be able to walk out of high school being the high school bully into a police police position especially without at least like a letter of recommendation from the principal being like no you, you should maybe watch out for this guy i wouldn't recommend him becoming responsible for other people's lives at some point yeah exactly i feel like it should it should be a lot more training and thought into the process of who is a police officer and how they conduct themselves well i know in like in certain areas uh i think like especially like lower income communities one of the problems is that there's police departments where the majority of the police force don't even live in that area so your community is being policed by people that at the end of the day they you know they leave that area and it's not even it's not even the community that they're a part of and i think that especially in the states that's an issue that a lot of people are having with it i i just thought it'd be interesting to get your take because you're a peterborough resident kind of policing the community that you're a part of you know doesn't make a little sense i guess that uh you know i'm kind of out there doing my own thing and then saying that i don't agree with the police i think it is a good place for like rlsh because i think it's part of it to be in in the community and to know your people so that like you have to gain trust to be a kind of a notable rlsh and you can't just be thrown into it like if i just went outside and was wearing a bunch of stuff and went like walk by a bank you know what i mean it'd be it look very suspicious and you'd probably get the cops called on you but i stay away from places like that and i'm smart about it so i think like Mm -hmm. if cops kind of conducted themselves like that you know didn't go into certain places and were smart about it and known when not to use so much force you know what i mean so now that there's real life superheroes operating what do you think of real life super villains do you have a a super villain or a nemesis or is there anyone kind of you think that you know, is the opposite to what you stand for? I think, well, in in terms of kind of like real life supervillains, there's kind of like two categories. There's the ones that are like online, like they're the opposite of RLSH, but because they kind of claim to be, but they don't actually go out and do anything to negatively impact the community. It's more that they just go online and hate on RLSH. I don't think I have like a specific, like real villain in terms of that, in terms of like an actual real supervillains like I I would, what I would call a real life supervillain is kind of the, you know, the, the big time drug dealers or the, the predators, the people who kind of abuse the system and abuse the people in it. Yeah. So for the, the first one that you were talking about, like the people online. So is there a community out there of, of like, cause I know you have your videos. So is there, is there a community of people who are doing that, but kind of the spin is that they're doing it for evil? Not necessarily. Like it's more that, they do call themselves like RLSV, like real life supervillains, but it's more that they just either they'll put on like a, a cheap mask, you know what I mean? Or something like just a Halloween mask and nothing else just to cover their face and then go online and attack other people or say that they're doing evil things. But most of the time they're just kind of kids or people who don't don't really do anything real. They're just kind of sitting in their house. So it's just kind of like, people trolling the hero community basically yeah okay these are these are the people that would hang out in yahoo chats and just swear at each other like those are the people who want to be the villains and are acting that way still to this day exactly we know that many heroes remain in the minds of everyone on a daily basis be it superman spider-man or even captain canuck how do you want your legacy to be in the next five years um i want to try and be like kind of like Phoenix Jones in terms of 
being known in term and like for other people to to learn about the RLSH community heroes or just normal people alike so that they can kind of get more information and kind of know what's going on in the community. So I kind of want to to build into that to be a a symbol of, you know, what what people can achieve, which I think that's probably the most noble thing is just being able to, to go out and help. And when people think about needing help, that they can think, I know Bonefist can help me. And so can other real-life superheroes, because that's why they're here, is to help the community. Yeah. And, and when I was talking about, like, Phoenix Jones, obviously, I don't I don't want to be selling drugs or anything. I'm just saying and he's kind of, like, the first that everyone goes to. Like, when you search real-life superhero, you'll see 10 videos that big channels have made about, like, oh, there's real-life superheroes and, you know, Phoenix Jones. So I feel like he's he's a big symbol, even though most people don't know about like the under layers of stuff. And I don't necessarily agree with what he does. What is something people can do to help out the real life superheroes out there? I'd say spread the message, you know, and and show what the real life superhero is about. That way, the, the ones that are out there have a smoother time kind of conducting what they're trying to do and have more support from the community and possibly even like the the police to be out there doing what they're doing. So we've made a point not to ask any specific questions that may compromise you or your secret identity, but we do have to ask how hard has it been to keep the secret of bone fist hidden from others? Truthfully, it hasn't been that difficult. I've had uh, a select few people that actually know who I am and they're, they're very trustworthy. So I don't think that they'll spill the beans on who I am, but I also take some precautions to prevent my identity from being out there just knowing that you do have trusted people that know who you are means that if you do go out to meet the other real life superhero in in peterborough you can have those people off to the side watching to make sure that nothing shady goes down that actually brings like peace of mind to me that was one of the things i was worried about but the fact that you do have those bonds with other people is is reassuring to know oh yeah and it's it's always like the there is a, a select few people that will know when i'm going out on patrol so if if I don't, for some reason, don't return or you know what I mean, then someone actually knows what happened to me. It's not just like me alone disappearing. Superheroes always have famous last words and real life superheroes should be no exception. Is there anything you want our listeners to know before we conclude our interview? Yeah, you know, like I said before, spread the message that RLSH are out there. So hopefully more people will understand and join up and uh, just just know that I'm out there. Hopefully watching out and keeping you safe. So thanks again so much for taking the time to talk with us and being a true hero to all in Peterborough. You know, thanks for letting me be a part of this and I would uh, love to do it again sometime. You're always welcome. Before we go, I just want to tell everybody where they can find you. On YouTube, you can go to youtube.com forward slash bonefistrlsh. On Instagram, you go to instagram.com forward slash, or I guess look up as well, bone underscore fist underscore rlsh and on facebook you can go to facebook.com forward slash bone fist rlsh and the last link bone fist is on the real life superhero fandom wiki at rlsh.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash bone underscore fist (laughs) thanks for all the shout outs man no worries we we hope you come back on if you ever want to drop us a message you can do a voice message, give us an update. We'll definitely post it on the show if you ever want to check in. And thank you so much for coming right, on. Sounds good, man. And it was my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, thanks for doing it. 
As always, you can find us online through our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, both at A Kind of Garbage. You can also email us at akindofgarbage at gmail.com with any questions or comments you may have. Be sure to check us out at akindofgarbage.com, where you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages, as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash akindofgarbage, where you can get access to our private Discord channel and Patreon-exclusive podcasts. Thank you again for joining us, and be sure to tune in next time. Uh, Mill Creek released for the first time in North America. It was a Blu-ray and digital. And Mm. because Mill Creek's digital codes, um, they don't use YouTube or Google Play or iTunes, which fucking sucks. Yeah. It's um, it's movie spree, (laughs) their own service. (laughs) Okay. So this movie, you can see how long it will take you to guess what it is. Um, It originally came out in, there's no date on it. I'll read you some of the people on it. Uh, Barry Pepper. Oh, it's Battlefield Earth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All I say is Barry Pepper, like Battlefield Earth. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the first time on Blu-ray in North America. I, I think it was out, like, last year in uh, Europe. Okay. I remember seeing an interview with Kim Coates, because he's got, like, a bit role in that. And yep. they, were ju- they were just like, like, why the fuck would you be in that movie? And he was like, because Barry Pepper was in like a bunch of really good movies. So yeah. he he was kind of like building up a reputation as like an actor. And then like Forrest Whitaker is in it as well. Who's like not a shit actor. So he was like, I saw all these good actors that were in it. And he's like, and I had no idea that it was like a Scientology thing or that like they were all Scientologists. So he's like, my agent was like hey do you want to be in this sci-fi movie with all these actors and john travolta and he's like of course i do and then he's like then we made the movie and i was just like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) (laughs) the special features on the back it says that there's a new interview with the director who directed it uh roger christian okay a new interview with the screenwriter date jd sharpo sharpiro Mm-hmm. Shapiro, Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> just me trying to read names Hello. um a new interview with composer uh there's an interview with the po- composer and then there's an interview with the model maker and then there's new select scene commentary with the producer yeah because none none of the actors like like i don't think travol even travolta or any of them like i don't think any of them ever like went back and acknowledged it this says on the back um Starring John Travolta, Barry Pepper, and Forrest Whitaker, Battlefield Earth Earth is an entertaining, award-winning sci-fi action adventure based upon the novel by L. Ron Hubbard, um, available for the first time on Blu-ray with new bonus features marking the film's 20th anniversary. So I remember when it got made, after it came out, it was kind of like, yo, this is Scientology. Like, this is something they believe. And then it was like, they kind of were like, no, it's not. And then they're like, yeah, it, it actually is. Like, this is stuff they talk about in Scientology. And then they kind of were like, all the actors in it, like the main actors are Scientologists. And I think the director and screenwriter are Scientologists. Like, they're part of that church. 
and it was I just... really like the movie too. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> is that bad? Like, it, oh it's... yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> no, I meant, is it bad that I like it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, I've only ever seen clips from it. I'm sure it's enjoyable to like laugh at and stuff. You've never watched the whole movie? No. Oh my god. I used to. See, I... I used to want to because it was like such a shit show. But then when I found out, like, it's not that it's a shit show. It's literally like, it's, it's, it's like the old, it's like the Ten Commandments movie for Scientology. Like, it's, it's literally like almost an origin story for Scientology and people believe it. It's just like, I, I like, I, I don't know if I could make it through it. Like, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> 